NYCApartmentZone.com. From New York City, this is the NYC Zone Teams Podcast, a show where we discuss everything about New York City real estate and much more. You have questions, we have answers. And now, here are your hosts, John and Nikolai. Okay, so on this episode of the podcast, here we are, John Nikolai from the NYC Zone Team. We are missing Marina. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, on this one, but um, I th- we're going to talk about a pretty interesting topic today because I feel like, well, we pretty much feel like the, the rental game here in New York City is completely, not completely, but I guess it's changing in a way, right? Yeah. So the main topic of what we're talking about today is rental fees. So when you're trying to rent an apartment either in Manhattan or any of the boroughs here in New York City, ideally there's something called the broker fee, dun, 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 you know. Uh, we don't like to call them fees. We like to call them commissions because we actually work for our money. Um, so, th- and, and we'll, I guess we'll get a little bit deeper into when, what I mean by that when we actually work versus, you know, inquiring with each broker and have pay a broker to literally just open a door. Correct. Right. So I guess let's start off. Yeah. Like with a, with a question in regards to this, and maybe you can answer this question. Um you know, what's the difference between a fee and a no fee? Let's just start there. I mean, it's a, it's a very simple thing, I guess. Whenever you're applying for an apartment, you're hoping to get approved for it. Um, you can either pay broker a fee, uh, which is ranging usually anywhere between a month worth of rent to 15% of annual rent, which, to give you things in perspective, is about 1.8 uh, months in rent. And there is a route. So almost two months. Almost two months, yeah, yeah, almost there. And another way is whenever there is um, no fee involved in apartment, but it gets a little bit tricky because mm-hmm. uh, one or another way somebody gets paid, whether it's a management company that drafts the agreement or if it's a broker that drafts the agreement. Right. So usually in a lot of cases, um, you know, the landlord pays that fee to the broker. Yeah. And when the landlord pays that fee to the broker, uh, is it, I guess, ideally no fee? Well, for the tenant's perspective, yes, they're going to see it as no fee, mm-hmm. uh, lesser of upfront cost. Uh, but often enough on the market, you're going to see, let's say if you were to take two identical apartments uh, right. in the same building. I know it's virtually impossible, but let's pretend that it is possible. Uh, I'm so visualizing it already. Yeah, okay. visualizing the building on the same level, same apartment. <laughs> so... The one which is no fee, highly likely it is going to be, uh, the monthly rent is going to be higher. Right. And the one which is with a broker's fee, highly likely the monthly rent is going to be lower. So, you know, we, we always talk to people and ask them, how long are you planning to stay there? Mm-hmm. And if it's one year, sometimes it's a great route. Just, you know, pay more in rent and uh, don't have as much of upfront cost. But uh, let's just take things in perspective. You're looking at an apartment with a fee at 4500 or without a fee at 5000 You know, some, right. some difference there, pretty significant, half a thousand a month, but lesser upfront cost. Uh, so if you paid 4500 and paid the broker's fee and stayed in the apartment for three to four years... 
you're still getting increases on 4,500. Maybe rent will climb up to like 4,600, 4,700 in that time. You're talking about a no-fee apartment? Correct. Right. No, no, about, about the one with the fee. With the 4, fee. 4,500. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. You know, it will, it will slowly climb up, uh, right. but it will start at 4,500. Right. But if you went the no-fee route and you started stayed, at, you know, you started at 5,000, you stayed three, four years you're paying a huge difference throughout right. the whole time. So, in my opinion, personally, even as a broker, uh, if I were to rent an apartment, mm-hmm. I would stick with the one which is with a fee, paid yep. to the other side, a fee if I'm staying there long run. That makes sense, because we do get some people who come to New York City, and there's just like, you know what, I just want to live here for a year only yeah and then they're like oh we're gonna buy or we're gonna do something else right completely makes sense right and they don't want to pay you know the almost two months in fee and and whatnot but uh the great thing is that i don't think a lot of people know this but there are actual buildings out there that will pay the the broker's fee for them Mm -hmm. right and in the long run when you're looking for an apartment it actually will save you time and at the end, money, Correct. right? So, you know, I guess the best thing is, like, if you're looking for just a year and you're kind of, like, contemplating, like, using a broker or not because you don't want to pay the fee, I, I, would, I would personally suggest, like, getting in contact with a broker or, like, someone who could maybe refer you out or whatever and ask them and just tell them the truth and be like, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to only live here in New York City for about a year. And, you know, uh, I don't want to pay a fee i know i understand i'm going to pay a little bit more of a premium on the rent but i don't want to pay a fee because i'm only going to be here for a year can you help me out because i know there's some landlords out there that are willing to pay for your broker's fee correct and i think Mm -hmm. that's definitely one way to look at it right uh the biggest concern about that is you're going to be missing out on a certain inventory because Mm -hmm. I think since the industry has been shifting, yeah. and let's say back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, there was really not much of a no-fee apartments. Right. And there are certain landlords that are still in that mentality where the right. tenant pays the fee. So basically, by telling your broker that you know, you're know you not willing to pay the fee, but you're willing to pay that premium, you're missing out on a good portion of the inventory. Right. So you're not really going to see everything that's on the market. And And that's a good point, because if you don't really care because you just don't want to pay it yeah. because you're going to live here for one year, then that's totally that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is just a simple heads up. Like, it right. doesn't have to be one or another way. That's totally fair. Yeah. But, like you said earlier, if you're going to be here for three years or longer, I mean, what's the idea? I think, what's the statistic? At least someone stays in their apartment for at least two to three years, more or less? I think around three, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, in the long run, when, because... And, and I think the real reason why people do stay in the, in the apartment for three because it's just it's such a hassle to move is. is a hassle that's another expense and then you already paid the broker's fee and you're just thinking do I really want to do this again correct you know so in the long run you do save and you do have the opportunity to see what else is out there correct I think another thing um, I like to mention is that that's one way of seeing it in a sense of you know, seeing the entire inventory, but then there's the other side of the coin where it's, it's like you work so much, you don't have time to sit down and be looking for apartments. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, you know what? I just, I just need help. Correct. It's, I just want to save time, you and be- I'm willing to pay for it. Correct. Basically, um, for people that like to things put in perspective, right. if your hour is worth a um, couple of hundred dollars, right, or 
even let's say a hundred dollars it's a lot of money in my yeah. opinion uh just spending a whole day researching and trying to find an apartment you're already looking at uh, 800 to a thousand dollars then going out there uh and looking would, at them correct if uh, if i'm doing something i sincerely believe that the person should earn their fee yes and um i believe in those cases for like high-end executives and people that make a lot of uh, money per hour right. they should hire somebody that does uh rentals for living knows the inventory can yes. help them save time yeah and, and money correct and negotiate the proper deal especially in the market like mm-hmm. right now right. certain neighborhoods are overflowing with inventory mm-hmm. uh, and it would be a good time to negotiate but it's also knowledge of the broker that will be able to tell you which neighborhoods are in a shortage and which are in surplus right uh, you know when we when we started uh, way before when we started with this team we actually were training together mm-hmm. and we did rentals so we ran around the city we kind of had a grip on what was going on with the inventory and it's kind of like how nikolai said earlier like the inventory has increased the rental market is as of right now 2018 in february it's uh we are seeing a lot of incentives from landlords Mm -hmm. saying hey look we're willing to pay the broker's fee um can you help us try to Rent it out. Correct. Or um, you'll see another thing, which is N-E-R. What does that stand for? Oh, man. Net effective rent. And that's uh, usually... The tricks of all tricks of New York City. The tricks of all tricks. Correct. (laughs) So... the ideal time for the landlord is usually to rent out a part in spring and summer. Right. So in order, instead of doing a 12-month so why, lease... Why spring and summer? Because the most amount of people are really searching for apartments in spring and summer. Mm-hmm. I've seen apartments go, you know, go away within literally a few hours. Like they hit right. the market, somebody applies for them that's been looking for a while... And, and gets it the same day. Correct. Right. They get the, the what, what's it called? The, the renter fatigue. Like they're just like they've seen so many of them. They're just like they walk in. They already know it. They're like, boom! I just want to apply for it. I mean, personally, the I I would know the apartment within twenty seconds or less if I'm going to live here or not. No, of course. Yeah. But like, imagine someone who who's not from New York City, and it's of course. and it's very common. Of course. And first of all, they don't even they they, they you talk to them. They're like, wait. What is a broker's fee? What, what, is, <laughs> what is three hundred square feet studio? After yeah, the bathroom. Like, what, like you know, another thing is they ask, "What's the square footage? What's this? What's that?" And then they come here in New York City, and it's like it's completely different. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, wait, I have to pay the brokerage fee. What? How much? It's fifteen percent of what of the month? Oh yeah, sure, that's not a problem. I could do that. Yeah. So it's like less than a month. It's like no, no, no. It's fifteen percent of the annual rent." Right, and just so, just to clarify how the broker fee works, and then we could jump onto this yep. is like, you know, let's say the rent is two thousand dollars a month, yep. you know, and so what you do is you just times that by twelve, yep, for twelve months, right? Even if the lease is uh, fourteen months, fifteen months, normally it's to twelve months, right? And then once you do that, you times that by fifteen percent, which is point fifteen, which then equals. Exactly, thirty six hundred dollars, yep. and that's on top of your first month's rent. That's on top of any sort of security you have to put down, and of course, that really depends on each person, which sure. we're not going to get too deep into for on this on this episode. But you know, something's really look into. That's 
pretty much how you calculate the broker's fee mm-hmm. um, when uh, when you're applying and getting approved and ready to sign leases for an apartment. But to get back to net effective rent, Correct. Um, so what should people look out for? Because they say, wow, what a great deal for this one bedroom. So yeah, sometimes you'll see one bedroom, let's just theoretically say 2500 which yeah. sounds fantastic. I mean, that's a pretty good price for a one bedroom, let's say on Upper East Side. And in reality, good price here in New York City. Twenty five, you gotta, you know. Yeah, you, you get a mention anywhere else. I, I, I get it. I, I was on the same boat when yeah. I said first. Yeah. Um, but the point is, you'll see in little font by the time you scroll all the way down. Right. N E R. Sometimes they go all explicit and say net effective rent. Right. Uh, two months free. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. They highly likely provide you a 14 month lease where two months are free so once you you know subdivide take into consideration the months free you're getting Mm -hmm. your net effective rent becomes uh, 2500 so an easy way to do it is uh, 2500 times 12 divided by 14 that's uh, you know that's an effective rent. Right. So essentially, just in case, because I know this gets really confusing, um, if you were to get, if you don't, let's say we don't, the $2,500 is the net effective rate Correct. for yeah, it. Correct. I, I was wrong before. Right. If it's, if, yeah. it's, if it's the net effective rate of the $2,500, yeah. then um, you would times that by the total months. Mm-hmm. Right? And that will give you, so if it's 14-month lease and, it's, and it shows in that it's 2500 then you do 2500 you times it by 14. Yep. So then you get to know what your annual, I mean, well, the total amount, the complete total of what you're going to be paying rent to the landlord. Yep. Right? So that gives you an idea. So that's the net effect of rate. But then what happens is, is like after the 14 months are done, then, yep. you're, gonna, then you're going to be paying the more outrageous rate, which is actually even higher. Sometimes it could be an additional four hundred dollars. It could be an additional three hundred, five hundred, whatever it is, because it yep. depends on how many months to give you uh, for free. And again, if you're looking just for like a one year to a fourteen month lease, then maybe that's a better route for you. So it's what, a better option. What What would you do? What, what's your opinion in regards to those things? Net effective rent. If you were to move right now from your mm-hmm. wonderful Upper East Side place, where what would? You? <laughs> um. For me, it wouldn't make any sense for me to do that because I'm here for the long run. I'm going to be here. Like we mentioned earlier, if you're going to be here for a long period of time, then that's not the best value for you because the last thing I want to do is set up in this nice place and then having to say, all right, well, there I go. I'm going to leave now after 13, 14 months and then having to do it again. And the reason why it's 13 or 14 months because ideally people will sometimes move out after the 12th month. And those free months that they give you, they're on the back end of the lease. Correct. Normally, normally. So they're really betting that you're going to leave early. And if you're going to leave early, they're going to say, okay, that's totally fair. You can leave early. So... And the thing to keep in mind, if we come back like that, 2500 for, let's say, 14 months lease, two uh-huh. months free, you're not paying 2500 for first 12 months. No. You're paying a much higher rent. You're just paying nothing for months 13 and 14. Right. So that's something else to keep in mind. Your right. annual expense for 12 months is going to be higher. Correct. So... Be on the lookout of that because a bunch of these websites such as like Naked Apartments, Street Easy, all these websites that are out there, um, if the price is too good to be true, it's probably its net effective rent or 
or it's probably fraud. <laughs> so it can either be and, one or the other. And, and also, just to clarify, the landlord is not there to get you. The management company is highly likely not there to get you. No. This is just uh, a It's a marketing tool yeah, it, it's trying a, to get you in. Exactly. It's a, it's a marketing tool. Uh, it is a pretty good tool. Yeah. It's a pretty good tool. Yep. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good tool to kind of like first attract you to even come to the place. Correct. And, and then give you a hopefully that you yeah. I mean, they're telling you up front once you see them. Exactly. You know, so something to keep in mind. And of course, if you're looking to to stay for a certain amount of time, that may be the right option for you. Yep. At the end of the day. I agree. So I mean, what else in 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 brokerage fees that might create a lot of confusion? I think. One of them, oh, this is a good one, actually. Um, I'm working with a broker, right? And once you're working with a broker, they show you an apartment that is online showing that it's no fee. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I like that apartment. I want to apply to that apartment. Do I still pay no fee? After looking at it and everything, do I still pay no fee? That actually depends. Mm-hmm. Because uh, sometimes... The landlord will have the apartment as a no fee right. and will also offer the cooperating broker uh, an additional payment mm-hmm. uh, because highly likely two brokers are involved into that situation. One representing right. the landlord trying to get the most amount of money as quickly as possible for them right. and another one representing the tenant. So whenever it says no fee, the landlord's tenant is highly getting paid and oh, sorry the landlord's agent is getting paid right. and um, the tenant's agent might not be getting paid by the landlord so right. you might have to negotiate in regards to the commission of um, of your broker right uh, there is a times where brokers could could run into this problem yep. and they just don't know how to deal with it with their clients and i've heard some horror stories actually in how um we were actually working with one uh person and they went ahead and this is another thing a lot of a lot of um a lot of uh, renters they like to talk to multiple brokers yep. right which I highly suggest that you don't do, you know, because it's going to create confusion. It's going to create chaos for you because you're going to get a million phone calls. You're going to get so many emails and whatever. But um, so the story was like they went, they liked a certain apartment. It was no fee online. But I guess the broker who showed that apartment sent them a nice little surprise invoice of 15 percent of the annual rent of that specific unit. Mm-hmm. The broker has a right to do that, you know, even though that it says that it's no fee online. But was it probably the best way to do it? Probably not. Because, again, when, you know, he thought the whole time that it was no fee because he's that, that person was actually looking out, looking mm-hmm. to see what is out there, you know, and then apparently got this one broker to help him show it and then is now charging it. So the person who is that's considered no fee is the actual exclusive agent on that specific property. Like you mentioned before, the landlord's paying that agent the fee. But the broker who showed you is representing your best interest and making sure that you can actually get approved for that unit. But that person needs to get paid as well. Yep. So I guess to clear the confusion, when you hire a broker on your side, they're representing you and your best interest. They're supposed to, by law. They're supposed to, and they're supposed to help you get approved 
with with that specific landlord. You know what I mean? So again, if you're looking to search on your own, you're more than happy to do that. You could walk down the streets of New York City, look at the signs of buildings, see if if there's a certain phone number you can call or whatever. But if you're going to work with a broker, understand that there's a 90% chance that you're going to pay. 100%. And you're actually um, saving time, and it's a service. You're, it's a service in order to make sure that you get the place that is something that you like and that some, something that you're actually going to get approved for. Absolutely. You know? um, what, other, what other things about fees that's, that's creating a... I think there's just like a lot of confusion in regards to mm -hmm. how to figure out and you know us trying to explain here without too many visuals might be a little bit hard but of course we're doing mm -hmm. our best so I feel like if you're confused about the fees you know if you're listening to this and you would like a consultation in regards to it mm -hmm. just shoot us an email at uh, zone at kwnyc.com and mm -hmm. we'll be we'll be happy to Help yeah. out, break it down. No, of course. It, 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 it can really get confusing, and I know um, people believe that there should be no fees at all. Mm -hmm. You know, because technically, like anywhere else around America, how rentals work is the landlord pays the agent. Mm -hmm. That's typically how it works. But the reason why landlords don't really pay the agents here... High demand. There's a high demand, and the supply is very low. And since that's the case... The landlords don't really have to pay. Correct. So since, you know, since if you don't want it, somebody else is willing to pay the 15% in order to go in and get in. Correct. You know, and, and also a lot of people need to understand is that landlords are not the ones who are showing these apartments. The yep. brokers are the ones who are showing them. The brokers are the ones who are writing the leases. The brokers are the ones that making sure that both parties are happy yep. and, and that a transaction could actually happen. Correct. Some landlords don't even want to... They just don't want to deal with it. No. I think there's even one landlord who doesn't even want to see um, brokers. You know, like, there's so many, like, it really depends on the landlord, but... Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think uh, I think the whole fee conversation is uh, is very interesting. You can um, you know you can certainly save time and money by working with the right people and being upfront with them of what your end goal is. Great. So. I guess that's pretty much it for this podcast. Yeah, we'll put more stuff out in regards to renting an apartment in New York. I feel like there are different bits and pieces. Uh, so we just hope we help you clarify some information right. about uh, just the whole fee structure. And then we're going to get into more stuff in near future. Yeah, so again, if you feel like we haven't covered a certain portion yep. about how the broker fee works and... You know, if you're a little confused, feel free to uh, send out an email to zone at z-o-n-e at k-w-n-y-c dot com. And, um, of course, make sure to follow all our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then also our YouTube. And lastly, make sure you visit which website? nycapartmentzone.com. All right. So uh, that's it for this episode. Yep. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Thanks. NYC Apartment Zone, NYC Apartment Zone.com.